What's up, you guys? It is me, Marquita, back again. I'm still on a high, y'all. I don't know about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are ready. Let's have another candid healthcare conversation today. For those of you that are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome again. For the ones that have been a listener before, thank you so much for continuing to support me in this uh on this platform um how's everybody week going I really hope it's been good it's been good for me I mean I can't complain but I'm super excited to come back with a new uh a new episode because I don't want the misconception on the first one. I I, I, I listened back to it and um, I did get some feedback from it as well. And although I don't, I had no malicious intent on being harsh on the nursing community at all. So I hope no one took it that way, but bringing light to a lot of things and um, sharing my stance. I mean, I'm I'm big on accountability. I have to give, I have to make myself be accountable for the the craziness that I bring forth sometimes. And so, um, I wanted to shed light on all of those things because it's been very hard for us for these past few months. It's kind of like one minute they slap the hero badge on everybody, and then it's like, all right, we build them up, and then what do people do? They build you up and tear you down. And I guess we're in the teardown phase, but some people are not deserving of it. We're going to be real here. This is what this platform is all about. Um, real conversations. It's real. We we should not have to sugarcoat because, you know, it's your peer, it's your colleague. I mean, because if you care about the state of which your uh, profession is going, you want to put the accountability rope out there, you know, and me personally, I don't I don't like to engage with a lot of people that are extreme, you know, just extremely uh, in agreement with me at all times. Is that to me is no fun. The conversation isn't fun. The 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 your mind doesn't evolve evolve. Excuse me. Your mind doesn't evolve if you always want to be around people that only agree with you. Because we all know in life, there's more than one way to think, more than one way to feel. And more importantly, there's more than one way to get to certain places and and do certain things. So you always have to be open to others' perspective. But right now, I I think emotions are so high. Uh, A lot of people are emotionally... uh, It's a lot of emotions, pretty much. So many words. So many emotions. People are burnt out. People's people's mental is in a, in, a, in a burnout phase where it's so hard to see anything else. And some people have the personality of listening to respond and not listening to understand. But what you have to know is that just because you understand, it doesn't necessarily mean you always agree, but it means you understand. But to understand someone, you have to listen. But what we're dealing with right now is a time of 
If you're not saying what I'm saying, then you against me. If you're not thinking how I'm thinking, you're against me. And that's not fair. Because for someone like me, I'm just that person. I'm always willing to play devil's advocate. And I'm not always going to agree. I believe there's good and bad people. I believe there's, uh, there's just a lot of that, period. And that's what we're dealing with right now, good and bad people. Put your profession to the side and know who you're dealing with, okay? Um, put your emotional goggles to the side and see things for what they are. So, yes, I did. I touched on a few nurses um, and nursing support uh, professionals uh, on the last episode about the cases that may be uh, getting light shed on them. And I probably did a little more of the. Of what some people may think that it wasn't me being on their side. Well, some of them I wasn't. Um, But I I, I hope that I stressed enough about the punishment part. You know, for some of them, the punishment, I was like, eh, might have not been too, eh, you know, might have been a little harsh. But it's that thing where you spanking people now. It's like, I got to teach you a lesson. Unfortunately for us, um, there's a lot of wrong that happens daily on both ends, both us as professionals working and the owners. See, today I want to kind of focus on the things that um, we all talk about, and that's these organizations in their lack of accountability. Um, I'm probably going to speak more on the long-term care sector because that's where I spent a lot of my time in the beginning. Um, and I knew back then, before there was a COVID, the crisis in that freaking area of nursing. And people say, oh, you know, you got to take care of babies and old people. Well, it seems like people have been forgetting about the elderly. And the people in charge act like one day they won't be old. And they won't need someone to be there for them. Okay. Um, for some of them, they got to understand that maybe they weren't the best mom or dad. And your kids, well, they'll show you how they feel about you. When you get to that point, if your mind go, you're not able to speak up for yourself. You're not able to do for yourself. Now you're in a position where you have to be in a place where your well-being is based upon what someone else can and are willing to do for you. While your kids are out gallivanting, having a good time on the money that you made while you didn't care about those people that came before you 
All you worried about was, did the check clear? What did we make? Heads in the bed is what people call it. I think that's so trifling. Um, I'm going to start there, actually. Um, I, I, I can't remember if I shared this. One day I'm going to keep a posted about note in my little area about things I've already discussed, so I won't keep talking about it. But somebody didn't catch it because I know there's always someone new that's going to listen. When I say heads in the bed, these facilities get paid by the people they keep in there and their acuity, um, meaning what do you have to do for them skill-wise? Do you have a G-tube? Do you have a trach? Do you have a wound? Do you have how, – how, how bad is the wound? Are you – uh, someone that has di- do have to, kidney disease and you need dialysis, uh, therapy. Are you? Did you just have uh, hip surgery or did you just have knee surgery or you know? Because at one point, you know, every facility tried to make sure they had a rehab hall because that was people's money makers at one time. It still is the money making hall. If you ever go, you'll notice that. Usually your rehab hall in some of these facilities, when they are upgrading, they try to make sure their rehab hall has a lot of beds because that's where they want the people to go. But owners, trash, not all, but owners, trash when it comes to long-term care because it is a for-profit company, organization, business. Most importantly, business. So much so that if you ain't got no more money, these facilities will put you out. Mm. Isn't that sad? Hmm. And then you go to the one that don't get as much funding and it shows they don't try to do anything to make it look nice they get the bare minimum running water a kitchen and a bed sound like prison don't it disgusting and i know they make enough money to make things nicer the standard of care is not what it used to be. See how I'm going to tell you the owners, y'all got to tighten up. You have to be involved in your business from time to time, not when you're just getting sued or a big problem come about. See, in healthcare, which is what we're dealing with right now, a whole lot of people being reactive and not proactive. reactive and not proactive and then there's the trickle down effect because now it's your administrators directors depending on how big your your place is and the type of company it falls under you have a director and then you know you have the administrator you know you know the chain of command how it goes and so these people sit up high and look down low right and they're not extremely involved until something happens. 
usually they're not of the people when you should be of the people. And I bring that up because there was a facility that I was at one time just helping out and they were in transition with the new owners and the new owners were actually in the building at the time. And so this was during a meal time. And I hope I didn't tell this story before. If I did, I do apologize, but I'm going to tell it again. They were walking around, just looking around, hands in their pocket, walking by, not, you know, giving a greeting to anyone, just staring at you, walking up on you and staring. We, if you don't know who they are, how do you say hello? Because I don't know how I was raised was when you come in someone's space, you greet them, you say hello. They walk by, it was mealtime. They're not saying, what's your name? How are you today? They're just walking by, picking up tray covers and looking at the trays, putting the top, the lids back down. And they're just doing that up and down the hall. They're not saying anything. And they were there probably an hour. And then after the hour, they were gone. I think I was there for a few weeks. They never came back. I say that to say, why wasn't a conversation being had so that you could kind of know what you're stepping into? Because it's one thing to to get this information from the other owner. But how about if they had problems? Why don't you try to go and be of the people? Have a conversation. Find out what people's likes and dislikes are. What's what's their take? And I'm not saying that you're doing that so that you could do everything that they're complaining about, because if you fix everybody's complaints, you know, your business might go out because, you know. Y'all know I'm not lying. Anything y'all could get away with, you're going to do it. Bottom line. I could start with the most simplest thing. Y'all know we ain't supposed to have nails. We was taught that in school. CNAN nurse, patient care. You do not have acrylic, gel, none of that. You ain't supposed to. But I be dog if y'all don't be up in there with long nails. Not only are they long, they're bedazzled and all kind of crap. And then we wonder why. Mr. Matthews and Ms. Johnson still getting skin tears and you keep saying, I don't know why. It's easy for us to blame it on you because you come in here like you auditioning for Claws. Claws is a uh, TV show that came on TNT, if y'all don't know, about a nail shop with Niecy Nash. Check it out. It was good. I think it got canceled, but it was a good show. Anyway, we ain't here to talk about Claws, but we are here to talk about the Claws, okay? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so something as simple as that. And if somebody say, you know, you need to take those nails off, you're mad. But you already knew not to have them. You see how people push the envelope? Rules are put in place because some people take advantage. For every action is a reaction. When somebody takes advantage, these rules didn't just pop up one day and they say, let's just put these rules in place. No, some people just do things that they know they shouldn't. And then because they get away with it, they keep doing it. Right. So I'm not saying they coming in to just change everything because you said so. But at least 
listen and there could possibly be a compromise. But they only care about the money because a lot of the owners don't even have any type of healthcare experience. They just got money and business knowledge. That's it. The healthcare stuff, they let the, everybody else deal with it. Your directors and administrators, a lot of them do not have healthcare background. They take a few classes, they come in, they got more business about themselves. I mean, you know, business background and stuff like that. But now I will say this. I'm going to put this out there. I have been seeing more um, nurses become administrators. Honest opinion for me. Although I always felt like if you're going to be an administrator of a healthcare um, organization, you should at least have some healthcare background. That's always been my request. But the thing is that some of them ain't good either. I'm just going to be real because everybody gets in and they forget where they came from, right? You forget that these are the things you used to do. And no, nobody's expecting you to come out and work a floor. But you know what your people need. You forget that morale is what keeps you going. And you don't, you you probably were one of the main ones. There's no morale here. The culture sucks and it's bad. And then when you get in a position where you can make some adjustments, you forget what you said would motivate your people. And that's no longer your concern anymore. When you're in charge, there's more work. I, what's the saying that people used to say? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Is that what they're saying, say? Y'all know what I'm trying to say. We want to be in these top positions, not realizing that sometimes you're going to work a little more in those positions there it requires more but boy once you get that will oiled up and you get it right things can work out so much better than it did before but you got to get it there first you got to get it there first but boy once you do it it takes work but I also want to talk about now that we're on administrators um, and we're still on long-term care. Why do these administrators have the opportunity to walk out of one building that's mucked up and be right back in another one the next day? If they could not handle it in the in the place was downhill here, where do they learn from their mistakes? Where do the administrators learn from their mistakes? Where is that accountability training? Where is that training to help them be better? Because all I see is administrators going from building to building to building to building to building to building, mucking up, mucking up, mucking up, mucking up, and everybody is suffering. 
you walk in one building, you the interim at that one. Now you the uh, administrator at this one. You walk in over here, you go over here and work for this company. And now you leaving this one. Then you leave over here, you work over there and ain't no building you've been at improving. Where does it stop? And you say, I need you to regroup. Let's put you through a training. Where are those things? Why are we able to put new nurses on the floor out of pure desperation? See, this is where I'm getting ready to get accountability and and say that these organizations and their leadership has to be accountable for the things that are happening. You're not making sure your people are efficient enough to get on on a unit alone and teach somebody let alone a person that knows absolutely nothing about your your uh place of business your organization and you got them training your new staff yeah yeah if you've ever worked agency i'm sure you know this that you've worked at a place and they said oh do you mind training so and so and you're like how can i train them this ain't my job I've been there where they tell you because you've been there a few times and they think you could train them. No, you need to have your staff training the person that will be working for you. That's not fair. Three days orientation. I'm going to take it a step further. Standards. Everyone has lowered their standards. Having standards will lessen a lot of the issues we've been dealing with. But y'all not ready for that because, see, y'all don't want to step on folks' toes. People don't put the standards in place because you want to keep employees because we in an age now where everybody wants to be the leader and the uh, owner of their own time as if they work for themselves, but the check has someone else's name on it. You have to have standards, but you got to keep them in place. Protocols, keep them in place. Don't stop because today you mad or today you feel lazy or Today, you just not in the mood so people can get away with certain things. If this is what your ruling protocol is, it should be followed at all times. If it is not, you have to be okay with the punishment. But people scared the ruffle feathers of the workers so that they could keep workers. But see, that's a problem. You want quality, not quantity. Quality. But you have to be a quality employer. Um, that's that's the catch. You want this wonderful, these rules and standards in place. You can't be trash. You have to be on top of your game too. You have to be okay with being a team player at times. If you are a nurse and you are the director of nursing, you are the assistant director of nursing, and I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to say even if you are the administrator, 
when your facility is in a crisis, short, stressed, it's okay to step out of your office for a second to come out and lend a helping hand, but make it very clear that, yes, I will always be here to help, but help. But just straight ignoring your team is a no-go. See, this whole episode, see, this whole episode is based on long-term care. So, you know, I got to come back because I got to talk about the other people, too. But long-term care, see, I, I, I'm i going to dedicate a lot of these things to a lot of people, and it's going to take up my whole time. I don't always want to come in and keep y'all on a long episode. Sometimes you just want to keep it brief. But this has got to be a joint venture. Everyone has to be willing to work together. Because a lot of this stuff be what people think you should be doing this. As the owner, they should do this. They need to do that. But you got to tighten up too as the work, as the, as the employees. Tighten up. And if you tired, you guys. I can't say it enough. I don't I, I can't count people's pocketbooks. I can't do that. I don't know what your what your life requires. But what I do know is some people are just out here living beyond. Okay. I know during COVID, I think many people created a lifestyle based upon temporary income thinking that that was the new norm. So now everybody's demanding, 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 demanding all of this money because they got so used to getting it. Two years is a long time, okay? When they say, what is it, 21 days? Y'all ref- let me know if I'm right or wrong. 21 days to create a habit or something like that. And so imagine 21 days, but really 21 months. Boy, that's a long time. And it's a hard habit to break. You've been able to cruise and make all that money. And now it's starting to be stripped away. That's a hard pill to swallow, I think, for anybody. But I want the long-term care facilities to gather standards. And not just for the employees, but for the people in leadership roles as well. Owners need to be held accountable. Your facility should not be out of the basic needs and necessities. Needs and necessities mean the same thing. Y'all know what I'm saying. You know I'm about to get real passionate. There's never a time where a facility should not have sheets. A facility should not have towels and blankets. There's never a time that they should run out of freaking washing powder there's never a time that a morning comes and these people don't have food i'm speaking truth why are you feeding your people mcdonald's for breakfast i ain't talking about what i what i think happened that's something that actually happened they didn't have no food they didn't have no cooks in the kitchen they fired them or they didn't show up either And them people had no food and they had to eat McDonald's. And then 
for lunch. The supervisor went to Sam's Club or Costco's, one of them, and bought lasagnas to put in the oven for them again. Trifling. Y'all in a facility that got one washer and dryer that people use in their homes. And you're wondering why people don't have a lot of clean clothes because you're using a washing machine from your home. Trifling. You couldn't get a industrial, what is that what we call it? Industrial washer and dryer. Bull crap. Are these owners paying the board, the state board, to not be tagged and fined and all of that stuff? Like, who's in charge of holding them accountable? Because something ain't right. It's a lot of wrongdoing. See, I could go on and on about these nursing homes, and I'm going to have a part two about this. Because, see, I was just really getting in my bag. And I might not even have to do a part two. I might just keep going on and on right now. Because it it, it is a conversation that needs to be had. So this is definitely going to be the long-term care edition today. The long-term care episode. Is that what we call it? Because it is. It's bull. And it's sad because the smaller towns in these in these states... People forget about them because they be like, oh, this is how they live anyway. This is what they used to anyway. This is how they live. Nah, everybody don't. Some people not even from the area that they're in a home in. Some people were brought from an area for different reasons and they live there. Because family or something or some other reason everybody did not sleep in a little twin bed that creek they didn't walk on a cold linoleum floor linoleum y'all know hard floors not choosing what they eat every day eating what you said they should eat Doing what you say they should do. Being ignored about how you feel. That's what they deal with in there. They shouldn't have to deal with that. Why does their room not get clean daily. Where are the options for all the different cultures that are in your facility? Because depending on where you live, there's different people in your facility. Now, the percentage may not be as high as others, but they're there. I've been in places where there are Hispanics, 
I've been in places where there's been Asians and you don't recognize their uh, culture and have the food that they may like. I've seen people not want to eat because there were certain things that were not provided on the menu and they didn't really eat it. What about the ones when you're in places where you're on a, you have to be on a kosher diet? Things that are not accommodating. You want these people's money, but you do not want to accommodate. What about the places where your CNAs are doubled as housekeepers? Oh, yeah, this is real. Why is your CNA in the back of your building going into an outhouse is what I would call it because it's it's not attached to the building and that's where you do your laundry and they're in the back and they're doing the laundry at night. They're cleaning the stations at night. You're using your staff to do things that is not in their job description. All to save money. Saving money that you're not giving back to the business or your staff. Thank yous go a long way throughout the year, not just nurses week, CNA week, administration week. You can say thank you all the time. Build your community up. Build your people up. Still hold them accountable, but build them up. Don't just sit back and be like, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do. Well, everybody knows their job, but, you know, it's not always easy. And like I said, a lot of these things were going on before there was ever a C-19. Way before. Owners just need to do better. Have things that make life easier for your people and they will come in. And then I get it. Trust me. From a business perspective, as a business owner now, having employees, I can understand why some places don't do certain things. Maybe they did at one time and people took advantage. People did not do what they were supposed to do. But then you have to learn where your standards in place. Did you set boundaries? Did you set rules? Did you set what did you do to make sure that things went appropriately? What did you do? You have to be sure that you let people know what is expected of them. But you also have to be on your game as well. I think state should always come in the building and check without a warning. And I think state should come in and make them pay. 
whoever changed the rule. I think someone said the rule was changed where they made it where they will only pay a, a flat fee instead of charging them until they fix the problems. Go back to charging until they fix the problems. That'll make people fix problems. And keep them fixed because they'll get tired of having to pay these fines. But what's more disturbing for me is that the people from state didn't deem it necessary to walk in through these facilities while things were high and spreading. Because while things were high and spreading, you probably could have stopped the spread had you brought your butts in these facilities and seen the conditions that they were working under. So you're trash for coming in after everything settled down and now you want to be like, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. You know how many lives you could have possibly saved in them nursing homes had you walked through? PPE is there for a reason. If these people can work in them conditions with a PPE on and you could tell them what they did and didn't do wrong, who are you to not be able to put PPE on just like everybody else and walk through and see what is going on? That part. So I will never respect them past that part because that's when people... The people that y'all supposed to care so much about, that's when they needed y'all to be walking through. When people didn't have all the the right amount of PPE. When people were using uh, the same mask for a week and not even the real mask, not, not even the N95 mask. Let's talk about that part. When they told you you could wear the same gown in all the rooms. Because they were running low on gowns. When they told you, oh, just put a trash bag on. When they told you, it's okay, you could work on these residents and those. These got COVID, those don't. When the COVID unit is not securely blocked off the way it was supposed to be appropriately to make sure that you decrease the spread. But your people mixed up. You get on one hall, you walk through the next door, all them your COVID people in that door don't close. It don't stay closed. They in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. The nurse from the COVID hall and the and the non-COVID hall is sitting at the same nursing station. Ah, boy, we got a long way to go. But until the big people, the owners that really be sitting up, not caring about nothing, just making money until they are hit where it hurts. Because see, that's when people jump. People jump when you mess with their money. Y'all ain't messing with these people money. But the problem with that is people don't want to say nothing because they get in they 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 get in their pockets greased too. So if I bring on somebody else's dirt, my dirt got a show too. 
That's what I think is happening. Long-term care deserves so much more than what they've been getting. Y'all love to say, this is their home. This is their home. This is their home. But where do they live in the projects? Because y'all ain't caring how they living. Now, there are some. And if 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 their facility, if you've ever worked at one, I have. I've worked at a few. Where they took pride in what their people lived like. You walk in and there's beautiful decor greeting you at the door. They went on every unit and they remodeled every unit. They gave them fresh paint, fresh floors, new art. Their room was done over. Not like uh, complete, but, you know, refreshed, you know. Make it look good. Their dining areas were very nice. They have things that make them feel like, wow, when they come out of their rooms, everyone had their own little sitting area where they could sit and watch TV. They could go in their kitchen. They had their own kitchen area which made it great for when people came and did activities because or occupational therapy. They come in and let them go in the kitchen. They do things. It felt like home. There's upstairs and downstairs. They have the elevator they could go on, come down, sit outside. There's a beautiful deck for them that makes them feel like home. Screened in. They they care about them so much to the point that sometimes the employees be mad because they like, man, sometimes we be telling them the truth a lot and they don't even listen. It's so much geared towards the uh, the residents that it makes the employees mad sometimes, you know, which is understandable because some we know some of the patients be lying. Y'all know. But at the end of the day, there are some out there, so I'm not here to knock everybody. But there's also some that they rather pocket it all than to give these people a nice experience. And for those that are doing the money laundering and well, not laundering, I'm not going to call that. But the you mishandling the funds and, and probably rubbing your pockets a little bit more, not caring about them, those beautiful people in your facilities taking people in that you should not let's talk about that part too um and that's a whole separate video but I'm gonna touch on that right now they are experiencing a moment where you're just looking for people again like I said heads in the bed and so you are focused on getting people in that you're not worrying about the safety of others Some people think that a person has a cognitive issue even though they're, and they they have age, so you automatically just think, they're just old, nah. Some of them patients just, I don't care if they 70, if they was a psych patient at 30, they still want it at 80. It doesn't change. Stop mixing psych patients with these geriatric patients. It is not the same. 
I repeat, it is not the same. It's not safe. You cannot have a true psych patient in the nursing facility with a true dementia Alzheimer's patient that likes to wander, walk around, go in people's room, and then they go in that person's room, and now there's an issue. There's someone hurt. And I ain't talking out my neck. I'm talking about something that is real. Quick story. And then I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I was working somewhere in a facility. And because I've been working psych for a very long time, I was just picking up hours there. And so there was a resident that was a little, you know, he was mid-aged man. Heavy guy, very big. He might have been probably standing at like six feet plus. But he was big, like heavy big. And he he was trying to intimidate one of the other CNAs he wanted a shower but she had already asked him when you know she was doing her rounds would you like to do a shower you know and he was like no I wouldn't like a shower no and so she moved on and she went to everybody else and she was getting everybody done and so he pops up and he says at the last minute I would like a shower And she said, well, I asked you and I got to finish these ones because I came to you first so that I could go ahead and get it done. And I'm not going to have time to give you a shower. And he got loud. He got aggressive, like walking up on her. And so she come to me. And so I went to try to defuse the issue. And I said, sir, I stood here when she asked you and you said, no, you did not want a shower. She began to do other people and get other things done. Her shift is almost done. She's not going to have time to give you a shower. And he got loud and he stepped up on me. But there was a look in his eyes that I knew was familiar because he looked like he wanted to put his hands on me. I'm a very short girl, very short girl. So he was really hovering over me. And so, you know, you're always going to think about fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And I've worked with them before. So I got that. I said, hand me the phone, please. And I got the phone. I made a phone call. I've already been familiarized with his um, actual uh, background and diagnosis. So I already knew he was in the wrong place. And so I called the police. I told him because he walked up on me twice. And I said, sir, we're not going through this with just because of a shower. And he's like, you're going to do this because what are you going to do? And this and that and third. And that's how he was. And so I had to phone him on the phone. I called the cops because he had threatened me and he threatened her. And he said he told her, he said, I bet you would. I bet you you'll make sure you give me a shower or else. And we like or else what? He's a big guy. So you can't be in here. There was nobody in there. So we can't play with him and we don't know what he's going to do. And so. Police get there and he calms down a little bit and then he walks up on me again 
while the police are standing there, but I still, you know, now I'm on the phone with the administrator and the administrator is like, well, why would you call the police? I said, because he was very assertive and aggressive. He threatened the CNA and then, which made me have to step in. And she's like, well, you didn't have to, you could have just gave him a shower. I was like, she couldn't have gave him a shower. She was gearing to get off work after she's asked him twice to get a shower. She, he did not want to get a shower until I guess he wanted to get one. And so I say all that to say two weeks later, you know who got discharged and sent to a mental health place? He did. But what happened was one of the wandering residents was in his room and he grabbed her and told her to get out of his room. He put his hands on her. And the same look that they that I explained that he had is what the nurse was scared. The nurse was scared of him. See, if you don't work with these populations of people, you wouldn't understand how this works. And I said that could be very dangerous. Stop mixing these people up. I knew he was going to be a problem when they called me and told me they was like, you ain't going to believe it. He snapped. I said, I knew it would happen. But she was mad because I called. No, you look at people and you know who you're dealing with when you have experiences and not to mention his diagnosis. He had no business. So all money ain't good money, y'all. And I got I could share so many different stories about how trash a lot of these facilities are. <coughs> When you have the, excuse me, when you have the facilities that know that there's a drug abuser in their facility and they're getting drugs from close by and you're not doing nothing about it. All I can see, say to you guys is see something, say something. See something, say something. I don't care how many times you have to call. I don't care who you have to call. See something, say something. Because getting on the internet, telling the internet is not helping. I've never been ashamed to say that I will report wrongdoings as far as when it comes to the safety of the residents. And when I say that, I'm not saying on my nurses, because even if I see something happening, you know, you always want to make sure you stop it before it goes there. If you see someone having an issue, you say, hey, let me help you out here. If you're going to be doing this, make sure you do this, this, and that, and the third. Don't be scared to intervene and step to the side because you're just as bad if you walk by and see somebody doing wrong and you don't check it. Right? Hey, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You know, and, and you know, do you do it in a polite way? You don't be rude and nasty because some of y'all don't know how to talk to people. But, you know, you you find a nice, calm way to let somebody know like, hey, you know, um, you know, you should do it like this. This is the way you usually do it. I just don't want you to get in no trouble. If you put it to them like that, usually people will be, you know, receptive and they'll say thank you. Now, when you walk away, if they do wrong, they on their own, right? But while you were there, you gave, you intervened, you interjected and and you said, hey, this is what it is. Now, what they do with that is their business, right? So, Yeah, see something, say something. Owners, do better. 
administrators, directors, all y'all do better. The leadership of funding you, you DONs and all that do better. Listen to your people. Be receptive. Okay, be receptive. Understand. You don't have to always agree, but understanding is a it's it's a beautiful thing because sometimes you we so stuck in our ways that we can't see no other way, but sometimes another way is probably going to help. Cuz if your way ain't been working all this time, that means you need to find a new way. And it ain't no shame in taking advice from somebody else, okay? If it's going to make your life better. And when your people want to come to work and you don't have to be called out of your bed at 10 o'clock at night, I think that's winning. Because, boy, do y'all ignore them phone calls that come through and y'all pretend y'all sleep so hard. I ain't buying it. Y'all be hearing that phone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was a long-term care uh, 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 addition. <laughs> Uh, boy, you, you could talk so much about it, but boy, my mouth is getting dry, y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. I could get some water, but you know what? I don't want to ramble. But please understand that this will not be the last uh, discussion about long-term care. Uh, I feel like it's very necessary to have these talks. I don't care how many times we talk about it. Sometimes you have to talk about it until you blew in the face, until people get it. We are in such a hard time right now. And yes, it's bigger than us. The patients definitely need you, but you need to be there for yourself too. And I totally understand that. I will never, never, ever, ever take that from people. But leaving doesn't fix a thing. I just need y'all to know that. And always remember, one day it could be you. I will never wish that on nobody, but please know that. One day it could be you. You could quit your job mad one day and drive out of the parking lot and a car just T-bone you somewhere. And now guess what? You need the same services that you just stuck your middle finger up to. And if you are a good provider, a nurse, CNA, you're going to hope that you get someone like you that cares. But if all of y'all sticking your middle finger up saying, forget all this, who going to be there to care for you? Your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your baby could get sick tomorrow. And if you throwing your middle finger up and everybody else throwing their middle finger up, who going to be there to care for them? You got to think about those things. If you truly love the profession, you have to find a way. Now, if you don't find something else to do, I can't. And I'm, I, that's the nicest way I could say it. If you don't really enjoy it anymore, find something else to do. Something to make your heart smile. I think it's very, very selfish of a person to stay in a profession to just be happy about payday. I want to be happy majority of the time because un it's unrealistic to be happy all of the time. You're going to have bad days. But if you truly don't like what you're doing anymore, do something else. I could tell you it was still a part of nursing, but my my happier days, my better days came from a job that didn't pay me much or nothing. But I was willing to stay at that job and work it full time. 
because I enjoyed it that much. That's when you know you enjoy it. I was willing. People were like, that's all you get paid? I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's all they offer me. The only thing that stopped me from taking it is because um, they couldn't get the grant for full time. They could only get part time. And that kind of was defeating the purpose because of the way I was working. But I was like, if y'all could get me full time, I'll come. They was like, but I can't offer you what your other job do. I said, that's fine. I could always work there on my off time. I could flip what I'm doing. So if your grant get approved for me to work full time, I'll do it. If not, eh, I'll still come and volunteer from time to time, you know, um, because I truly enjoyed that job. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was only going to offer me back then, I think like 20 two dollars an hour or something like that if I can remember yeah my best job I wasn't making like nothing might have been twenty dollars and 22 if I work on the weekends I think that's what it was that was like 10 years ago though maybe 15 <laughs> 10 or 12 years ago might have been 12 years more like 12 years ago um somewhere like that but yeah that was the thing way below what I was already making. So it was just like, but I was still willing because I truly enjoyed it. And I really want us to get back to those days, but boy, we got a long road ahead of us, but I think it could happen. I think, um, it can definitely happen, but if it starts to happen, boy, do the standards have to be in place. So some people ain't going to be happy and they're going to want to leave anyway, because there's going to be rules because trust me, in this world we live in, you're never going to get something for nothing. Bet that bottom dollar, okay? So when you're out here asking and you're standing up for your rights and you're doing all that, I want you to understand even when you think you've won, you didn't. Not 100%. There's always something behind what they give you. So please be 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 mindful of that. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and end this here because it's been a long time. It's been a long time already. And I don't want to bore you guys. I do want to start having meaningful um, dialogue, though. So I would love for y'all, if y'all on Twitter, follow me at Healthcare Chats. Is that what it is? Wait a minute. Y'all know it's bad when you don't know. You don't know or you don't show. Yep. Healthcare chats. Okay. That's the handle. Healthcare chats. Follow us on Twitter. Healthcare chats. I do want to engage. I think it'll be great. These are things where I would love to have people ask questions. We could do live, have conversations there. And eventually I will have guests on here where we will have conversations about a lot of things. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the growth. I'm looking forward to seeing results from all of the conversations and talks and work that people are doing on the ground. I love to see the boots on the ground, especially the ones that are very sincere and they're really out here in the fight for everybody. Um, we all deserve uh, good working conditions and the patients deserve good, well-rounded healthcare professionals taking care of them. So, um, 
It's been real, you guys. I am still on a high. I'm glad to be back at this talking to you guys. So until next time, y'all be easy. Have an amazing week. And uh, later.